Hello, I'm Helen Sanders, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the first podcast of 2021, brought to you by the four Journeys to Treasury participants, BNP Paribas, PwC, SAP, and the European Association of Corporate Treasurers, or EACT. In this podcast, we bring to you the very latest insights into trends in corporate treasury, featuring data from recent studies by EACT and PwC. So what we'll do today is firstly, I'll ask Jan Dirk van Busikom of BNP Paribas to tell us a little bit about this year's Journeys to Treasury, the sixth in this series. Then Francois Masquelier from the EACT and Sarah Corikora will discuss some of the findings of the PwC and EACT surveys. Finally, Jan Dirk and Christian Munich from SAP will end the podcast with some final observations and tell us a little bit more about the next in this series. So first of all, Jan Dirk van Busikom from BNP Paribas, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about this year's Journeys to Treasury. Yes, of course. Thank you very much, Helen. And I'm, uh, I'm very glad to get the opportunity to talk about this year's GTT as the Journey to Treasury is a unique thought leadership project. We undertake now for the sixth consecutive year, as you already mentioned, and in a unique alliance with the European Association of Corporate Treasurers, the EACT, with PwC and SAP. This constellation ensures that we tackle relevant topics from the four corners of the market. And the corporate view, the views from the consultant and technology provider, and the bank view. Add to that the corporate use cases and you have the basis of the success the report has seen in the previous years. So, never change a winning team? Well, in fact, we have changed a few things in the setup. Last year, we, we decided that only one publication every year did not do justice to the content and the reality of the pandemic. So we published the COVID-19 special series of articles on our dedicated website, journeystotreasury.com, during the year. This year, we will bring a series of GTT podcasts, this being the first, on relevant topics in the coming months before the final publication in October of this year. So another new element is our dedicated GTT LinkedIn page, where the podcasts and other relevant items will be posted. So did we change everything? No. The selection of topics is still based on the yearly EACT corporate survey and the biannual survey of PwC, of which we will hear next. Great. Thank you so much, Jan Dirk. So you mentioned, obviously, the EACT and PwC surveys. So Francois from the EACT, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the survey that you conducted this year. Yeah, thanks. So the idea of this uh, survey, we, we run early in the year, every year, the survey to, to identify what are the key topics uh, uh, that are top priorities for the corporate treasurers. And uh, and today, we uh, this year, we, we covered uh, a, a large number of uh, uh, companies across Europe, 316 answers. So I think it was, uh, it gives us a first, let's say, uh, interesting uh, result post-pandemic, and it's why I think the results were quite interesting. Great. And that's a really good response rate, which really adds some quality to that data. Sarah, Sarah, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the PwC survey that we'll be drawing on today as well. Absolutely. Um, so the Global Treasury Survey is something that we do every two years. And within our treasury team here at PwC, it's one of the primary thought leadership pieces that we push out to market. 
And so each time we do it, our goal is to gauge our clients' perspectives and priorities across a variety of topics and also allow us to see and provide the point of view on trends and, and what's next for Treasury. So this year's survey isn't quite closed and actually similar to the response rate of Francois, we have just about 300 responses from our clients around the world, which has been great, especially given the climate um, right now. Um, so just as an administrative note, um, we expect to publish early summer, so around June and July of this year. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Great. Thank you, Sarah. So, uh, Francois, perhaps I can turn to you first of all. Um, based on the results that you've had from the EACT survey this year so far, what do you see as the key trends in corporate treasury? And perhaps how do those relate to last year's data? Yeah, maybe we can start by the, the main question. What are the top priorities for, for corporate treasures? And, and of course, what are the trends? So for the next 12 to 24 months, it seemed that, uh, and it's not a surprise that the future cash flow forecasting, it's still number one priority, and it could be explained by the pandemic. Uh, then it's followed by the digitization of uh, treasury function. It's slightly, uh, let's say, better ranked uh, as a priority. So we need to further automate processes to become more resilient, I guess. And number three, also uh, uh, quite similar to last year, the financial risk management, including a fixed uh, uh, risk. It is explained by the volatility of the market, I guess. Great, thank you. And you mentioned digitization, uh, and I saw from the results that data analytics followed by the use of robotics and APIs appear to be the major digital priorities for treasurers. Why do you think these have emerged as priorities and, and what are treasurers aiming to achieve with these techniques? Again, it's not really a surprise because in the former survey, it was already mentioned. I guess maybe we get in maturity as a product out there on the market. So it's more common. People are used. We are also better in uh, having the skills in our teams to implement such a solution. And it's right, data analytics is coming uh, in top priorities with the robotics. Robotics will not be a solution, but at least a way to uh, circumvent the problem of having different solutions and to try to further automate the processes, API and artificial intelligence. So I guess it's a question of uh, maturity of technologies uh, uh, as a way to explain to our uh, members how to use this kind of technologies and uh, the time to, uh, to, to implement. So I guess that uh, there is a momentum for more, let's say, uh, use of uh, especially the data analytics. We have the data, we need to know how to, bet, uh, to get the better use of, of this data. Great, thank you. And I think related to that, uh, the data reveals that treasurers are really moving now into the real-time world with a lot of interest in real-time data, payments and liquidity. And this is, I think, quite a change from previous years where the real-time agenda was perhaps more driven by the banks and by the technology companies rather than by treasurers themselves. So perhaps what's changing and why is that? I do agree. It was really driven by banks and uh, we were talking about uh, real time in terms of payment, instant payment. Uh, it, it's it's rather new. The, the idea of the treasury on demand concept, the treasury in real time, 
to be, let's say, uh, more proactive in producing reports because the problem in Treasury, sometimes we are too reactive and quite slow to produce the report for, for the sea level. So we have noticed during the pandemic and because of the economic crisis that the management was looking for having faster, uh, better quality uh, information. It's why all this real-time liquidity, real-time information, etc., were more, let's say, push, uh, 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 let's say, uh, upper or upper position on the uh, agenda of corporate treasurers. I think it's it's a trend that will certainly continue. It's just a start, and it's not just related to uh, to payments. It's uh, the old treasury activities. So, Sarah, if I could move on to you to talk about the PwC survey results. One thing that I found quite interesting from the EACT survey was that Treasury's involvement in ESG, that's environmental, social and governance issues and sustainability initiatives, is generally restricted to things like reducing business travel, some looking at green bonds and sustainability of processes, but nearly 25% don't play a role in the company's ESG and sustainability agenda at all. Given that I know the PwC survey includes more CFOs as well as treasurers and therefore has a perhaps a broader view of ESG, what differences did you discover in your results? Yes. So I would say that our findings are generally consistent with what the EACT uncovered. In our survey, we're seeing that while most organizations have formal or informal policies covering ESG, over 50% don't actually take ESG into account when making investment decisions. So knowing the lack of consistency in ESG reporting, thanks to the different frameworks that are out there, as well as the various reporting agencies that each interpret those disclosures a bit differently. Um, we see this lack of incorporation of ESG into investments as a reflection of the challenges that exist between first understanding ESG performance and then figuring out how to actually factor it into your business decision making. And I think it's it's interesting, those different dimensions that treasurers and CFOs perhaps need to consider. So have you got any examples of clients you're working with where they've had to sort of take some of those uh, dimensions into account. Yes. And so to that end, what we just talked about in terms of ESG investments, it's just one of the ways um, that treasurers can go about incorporating and embedding sustainability into their operations. And so an example that I have is currently we're working with a corporate who's actually reevaluating their banking partners based on the bank's ESG performance. So not just looking at their diversity metrics and the emissions of the bank, but also the fundamental way they're doing business. And as an example, looking at the percentage of financing dedicated to fossil fuels. So while this client is definitely more mature um, on, from a sustainability point of view, we see this as an indicator that corporates are going to be paying more attention to service providers with an ESG lens, and also treasurers are going to be looking at sustainability at large. Thank you. That's that's great. And I was interested in one of the, the, the features of the PwC survey is that it looks at Treasurer's outward facing role as well as its internal operations. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Definitely. So one of the priorities we're seeing for CFOs and Treasurers is the relationship of Treasury with the broader business. For CFOs, we're actually seeing that this is the third priority after cash and liquidity management and funding and capital structures, which is a higher priority position than this particular item has been in all previous years. So from our point of view, um, as we've gone through the pandemic, Treasury has needed to play a closer role than ever with the other departments in function, whether it be AR, AP, HR, supply chain, or any other group. 
in order to support business operations. And so we've seen that liquidity and working capital flexibility, as well as strategic and alternative funding have become paramount during these times. So the real takeaway here is that the strength and position of Treasury is one that we imagine is going to continue as we ride out the rest of the pandemic. Um, but through the pandemic, um, it, we've seen the profile and importance of Treasury's role raise, and it's also broadened and expanded Treasury's importance within the organization. Great. And, and I think moving on from that, one of the themes that you've pointed out uh, from a PwC point of view, and we saw very strongly in the EACT data, is the focus on digitization and leveraging real-time data. But of course, the purpose of this is not digitization in its own right. It's for delivering value to the organization. So I just wondered if there were any final sort of findings or observations you had based on the data you've got about the value of treasury to organizations. Definitely. So one of our primary themes actually for the survey this year is this idea that treasury needs to be laser focused on demonstrating the value of any initiatives that they're pursuing as well as the function at large. And so whether it's working capital assessments, liquidity analyses, bank fee evaluations, having visibility into those hard numbers and a compelling narrative is imperative. And I think this is consistent with, I believe, what Francois mentioned in terms of the EC EACT's findings as well. So within our survey, there's a few interesting points I want to highlight. First is that we were seeing that the pursuit of transformational projects in Treasury has actually been largely unaffected um, by the pandemic. So we think that that speaks to the value proposition of Treasury. Second, um, if anything, we're seeing that the adoption of technology and digital assets is accelerating even during the pandemic, um, which we see as a, you know, a necessary part of meeting this imperative for treasurers. And third and final, we're seeing that data analytics and visualization, which are arguably the critical ingredients in developing a strong business case, are continuing to be the top digital tools that treasury teams are relying on to be successful. Great, and absolutely, uh, that brings us right back to the EACT in terms of the findings there and that focus on data analytics. So very interesting, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to ask uh, Jan Dirk from uh, BNP Paribas if what your observations are and how far these findings resonate with your experiences. Well. These, uh, these findings are, a, are, first of all, a, a strong voice, not only to include disruptive digital transformation, open banking, API in this year's GTT's uh, thought leadership outings, but above all, the diversification of the treasury function and ESG in its, uh, in its broadest sense. So I'm personally very happy to see that equal opportunity, sustainability, diversification and inclusion resonate in all corners of the treasury world. And that's exactly what we, what we see uh, happening uh, from, from the bank's perspective as well. Great. And finally, Christian, uh, Christian Minich from SAP. How far do these uh, findings resonate with, with, with your clients and your observations based on, on the experiences you have? Well, I can only agree to that, what, what has been said already by Sarah, Jan Dirk, and also from Francois. We have also indeed seen an acceleration of digitization, as it was partially already described um, during this podcast, uh, basically on two major streams. One is the data-driven approach, and the other aspect, which was not touched that much today, is the high impact on treasury operations and process excellence that is needed to cover the needs during the um, crisis. 
because many clients were struggling with their payment operation processes, with having the right insights to global cash balances, having controls embedded when you know staff can't access office buildings anymore, and also being prepared to cover with the need of digitization when it comes to signatures and being prepared against um, cyber fraud attacks. We've also seen a shift from mid and long term oriented treasury strategies towards a more agile oriented approach when it comes to information technology as well, which means in particular, longer projects on premise related software projects have been paused while there was more appetite to get into software as a service based approach where you have an agile solution um, to cover a certain business problem and platforms have accelerated in order to provide seamless integration and connectivity to the treasury ecosystem being at banks trading platforms digital payment providers and market data providers and last but not least um, i think another element that kicked into the treasury department over the course of 2020 was that many corporates were forced to sell more direct and with that they had new topics on their agenda like e-commerce dealing with new payment providers digital currencies and stuff like that and certainly we will explore more about these topics in the next couple of podcast editions absolutely and i think that's that's right i think a number of the themes we've talked about very briefly today will be drilling down into more detail in future podcasts and on that exact topic, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about what we can expect in the second podcast. Well, as I outlined just before, we will look into the um, into the latest uh, trends when it comes to digitizations, what corporates are expecting from the technology providers. We will, in particular, look about uh, topics like automation and process excellence on the one hand, but also on the data-driven approach to meet today's expectations, to have the right reporting and KPIs in place to provide the right insights uh, for the C-level. So those are the major trends um, that we will cover in one of the next podcasts. Thank you. And thank you so much to everybody who's participated today. Thank you very much for listening. And we look forward to welcome you at our second podcast on digitization shortly. Thank you.